Hello, hello. Welcome to the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where you get to hear the pastors and friends talk about the upcoming preaching text. It's a very glad to be with you today. Um, I'm Pastor Kevin, and I'm here alongside Pastor Eric and Amy Vigasa. Yay! Everybody's <laughs> clapping. Yay! Oh my gosh, Amy! That voice. I know that voice. It's been a while. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> so glad that Amy is here. Amy and her husband Hans will both be taking weeks preaching during the month mm-hmm. of July. So we're so glad to have her on the Carry On cast to be able to share some perspective and some stories as we uh, dive into the text for this coming Sundays. Fresh seminary wisdom. Oh boy! Whoa. Wow, yeah. you're putting Whoa. a lot on this. Deep, deep knowledge. <laughs> wow, I'm I'm here for this. I'm I'm definitely here for this. Suddenly got a huge weight put up. <laughs> no She's like, wait a minute! I just graduated. I should have less less weight, more yay, more good. So, but that is a big milestone. It is. Yeah, yeah. Two years went super fast, very intense, but it was really wonderful. So, uh, excellent. I can't say enough about it. It was a wonderful process and uh, graduated. Yay. Yay. And so now just in the process of um, looking for a church and hopefully being called. So, yeah. You exciting. will be called. That's for sure. Yes. It's yeah. pretty exciting. I mean, you think about it, but in our congregation's tradition, it's the congregation that makes a call, right? God right. calls, but the congregation issues the yeah. call to come and to serve. And so it's fun to think about these congregations across Minnesota here who are looking at Amy and saying, this is person has an incredible set of gifts yeah. and skills, and we want this person to be our pastor and to be our preacher and to be able to do that. So hopefully we'll be able to celebrate an ordination sometime soon. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know if everyone realizes you're not considered a pastor until you are called to a specific congregation. So mm-hmm. I'm technically not Pastor That's- Amy yet. They always the... called me pre-pastor Amy before. <laughs> that was, Sounds pre-packaged. Yeah. <laughs> but in the near future. The final punctuation on your call is when you get called to a congregation. That's yes. the confirmation that right. this is all God's doing. Yeah. Yeah. See God's so, hand at work. Yeah, we just trust God along the way. So, yeah. yeah. The, the bonus of just graduating from seminary was then to be able to come and play piano at vacation Bible school <laughs> while we get Easter <laughs> Lutheran. Hotline. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. That's an earworm. <laughs> I thought it was, that's funny that you talk about songs that really do get stuck in your head because it does happen, right? Hero Hotline. Yeah. Think mm-hmm. about all the songs that do get stuck in our heads. Yes. And it's funny because the Bible is full of songs and part of what we're talking about today is we continuing our our worship series here called stories of faith and the whole point is to be able to give us stories from scripture that help us live out our trust in Jesus Christ more fully uh, in our everyday lives. And so we've looked at a couple of different things over the month of July. We talked about giving, we've talked about a couple other things, um, learning this past week uh, with with Deacon Hans preaching, and now we're turning our attention to worship. And so I'm excited to be able to open up the scripture with you. And and this is really unique because we're going Old Testament now, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Another great Old Testament song. Yeah, absolutely. Psalm. I think you call it a psalm. Ooh. Even. 
even though it's, it's not accurate. in the song. Right, right. It would still be considered a song, a psalm. Right. Yeah. Songs, hymns, yeah. and spiritual songs, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're invited to, to praise God with. Yeah. I, I, it always strikes me, too, when people talk about psalms in the sense of uh, that this was words that Jesus would have had himself mm. to pray oh, wow. and yeah. to cool experience. Thought. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's These imagine, were his like, scriptures. <laughs> Yeah. What if Jesus couldn't sing? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're just like, dude, can you keep it down just a little bit, brother, as you're going up the steps into the temple? No, that's that's probably not what it was. But it's just one of those things where he would have had access because it was very much a family tradition, Mm -hmm. right? Judaism is a family tradition. You can't understand Jesus if you don't have some sort of sense of Judaism and that that's Mm -hmm. the roots of the tradition that he comes out of. But the Psalms were the prayer book of God's people. So you pray the Psalms, you'd sing the Psalms. I mean, all of those are beautiful kind of, you know, intros into this. Mm -hmm. Um, But today we're actually going back even further into the Old Testament to the book of Exodus. Um, And I'm I'm curious what the two of you, when you hear that word Exodus, right, that conjures up a lot of kind of memories and stories and things like that. But where do you, where does that kind of take you? Oh, um, well, I mean, it's the main saving act that the Israelites refer to throughout so much of their history. Um, It's the main act of um, the Israelites being brought out of Egypt, crossing the Red Sea, those childhood stories that you hear about, you know, with the big parting of the Red Sea. Um, Yeah, it probably takes me back a little bit to VBS when you (laughs) were talking about VBS earlier. You know, that's one of those stories you hear originally when you're a kid is the parting of the Red Sea. Um, So it's- All the plagues. Yeah. Kids get into that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, it's interesting because the text that we're um, doing is actually a song that I learned as a kid. So um, we, oh, really? yeah, we sang this one. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I was just like sitting on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Please sing. Please sing. Please sing. <laughs> it was just one of those songs. I don't remember if we learned it at camp or where, but it was, yeah. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider thrown into the sea. And oh, we'd wow. always do a yee <laughs> So it must have been at camp. <laughs> that, but um, yes, yeah. Very cool. Yep, so. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I that's great. I honestly well, don't. Well, and you have the camp background too. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was music that got oh, sung. Yeah. Out. I mean, yeah, that's was, a big part of camp. Yes, I was just trying to think about that actually. What, what is it about camp? And it's uh, a big part of it is you worship multiple times a day. I mean, you you begin your day with first word, mm-hmm. um, and then you for sure end the day with camp. I guess there's worship usually sometime late morning and then and then you end the day with worship there's a lot of worship and it's all singing it's great songs that you can that you only sing at camp yeah Mm -hmm. but one of the things that i mean camp is one of those moments in a lot of people's lives that they can point back to and say god was there that was a it was a meaningful moment in their life where they felt god or saw god's Mm -hmm. activity and um yeah, I just think it's it's such a meaningful time for so many people. When, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's a, a special Christian community. The whole point is to form Christian community yeah. centered around doing, you know, chores together, worshiping together, eating meals together. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, have the campfire worship and all of that. Yeah. So, so yeah, when I think about this text, and I don't know, do we want to read it first to sure, let people time. see what we're... 
what we're talking about. Should we read it? Yeah. yeah so uh, I'll be reading this for you today. Chapter, it's Exodus chapter 15, verses 19 through 21. And it begins, When the horses of Pharaoh with his chariots and his chariot drivers went into the sea, the Lord brought back the waters of the sea upon them. But the Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground. Then the prophet Miriam, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women went out after her with tambourines and with dancing. And Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Horse and rider he has thrown into the sea. Here ends the reading. That's it, short and sweet. But one of the things that I, I love about it is that it really draws our attention to um, this sense that worship is a response to what God has done. So, you know, thinking of those camp moments, it's um, we can point back to those things and say God did something there. And hopefully there's moments like that all throughout our lives that we can point to and say God is God was present there, God was active there. Um, I think sometimes we have a hard time claiming those moments and naming those moments, um, but I think it's important for us to do um, as a way to um, ground some of our own faith life and our worship and to know that we worship for a reason. You know, all of us, of course, I mean, the Exodus moment is huge in the life of the Israelites and talking about Jesus, he would have probably at Passover, they probably would have gone through a lot of this text mm-hmm. um, as a remembrance of the Exodus and coming out of Egypt. Um, uh, but for us, kind of our saving moment of of God's work in our lives is, of course, pointing to the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And so all of us can name that moment. Yes. Um, but there's also probably other smaller or maybe big moments in our lives where we can point to and and say God did something there Um, and that is a moment of us to be able to praise and worship and that's what Miriam draws attention to here is she's sing to God because he's done something here God triumphed God brought them victory and I know that's hard for us to think about sometimes with kind of this image of God as warrior or militaristic and I want to draw us maybe away from that back from that a little bit but realize that God um, I think we have a hard time of thinking God choosing sides, but God always chooses the side of love. And these were people that were oppressed and people that were um, day in and day out forced to do hard labor that would make them collapse and sometimes die because the work was so hard and God heard them and noticed them and saw them and saved them from that. And we can also claim that for ourselves and knowing that God knowing that we are oppressed by sin comes and saves us with the life, death, yes. and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. And so we can hold on to those moments. And that gives us a reason to praise. It's not a, you know, it's not come and praise and, and sing songs of joy disregarding or ignoring the suffering in the world, right. but because we know we have a God that can do something about right. it. Right, so. yeah, this, this story happened and was recorded in scripture to show us the same thing they're singing about, that God, the way that God acts in our lives yeah. to save us um, and to redeem the, the difficulties and the, the suffering that we experience. Uh, we have a promise that God will 
save us and redeem us from those things. And like when you asked earlier, when you hear Exodus, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned the Passover. Yeah. You know, so this prefigures our Lord's Supper. Um, and then also the, the passing through the Red Sea prefigures, you know, we, we pray about that in baptism before baptisms. It's one of those times where we're drawing back to all those touchstones. These are places God has acted to save his people. And we're part of that. And like for the example of baptism, we pray that before baptism saying all those times that God has done this in the past and in Christ, he promises to do it for you right here and now in this, in these waters mm -hmm. that we're praying over, which mm -hmm. will be splashed on you as we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, that. yeah, it's just yeah. all those examples of what God has done. And he, he, God makes promises to us and he is faithful. And we can see that over and over throughout history. And that's really what this song is about, is they're, they're pointing to what they've been through, how God has acted. And I, and if I remember right from what I was reading a little before here, it even goes into the future to the time when um, they will even be on the mountaintop. And, mm -hmm. you know, when the, the exodus will finally be over. And, um, yeah, so yeah, these are why, yeah. The, and when you hear this good news, you hear it and it stirs within you and it, it sort of almost bubbles out in worship. You can't help but worship God yeah. for his goodness and mercy and promises to us. Yeah, it's kind of a how can I keep from singing sort of moment, yeah. you know. And, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, one of the things um, I was mentioning before we started is one of the um, things that has caught my attention in this text is that the women brought tambourines with them. And I think yes. that's such a sign of hope because when you think about the fact that they've been oppressed for their whole lives, I mean, this whole generation of people has not known freedom, and yet somehow they have tambourines, <laughs> and they bring Don't them. Don't forget your tambourines. I know, and as they're leaving Egypt, as they're fleeing for their lives, they grab their tambourines and bring them with, and I think it's just such a sign of hope, and it's anticipatory of what God might do in their lives yeah. and what God is doing. Awesome. And I think when we think about that in our own lives, it's, yeah, don't forget your tambourine. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be reasons to celebrate and there's yeah. going to be reasons to praise because God is always up to something yeah. and God's always doing a great work. So I just think that's a beautiful thing to think that the women all brought their tambourines with. Yeah, I love that. It's it's so striking. I'm 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 still way back. <laughs> Forgive me. Just with your with your question for us, it, you know, I think about um, taking a moment to name God's presence in the moment. Yeah. Right. And and how hard that is. So much stuff goes on during the week. I have no control over that. That wasn't my plan. <laughs> this is right. this is what it is. Um, this is a very hard thing, or maybe it's a long term carrying of some sort of suffering or struggle that we have in our life. And it feels like you know to think. Well, it would be easy to say I sh I don't need to bring my tambourine because I'm not anticipating anything's really going to change. Right. Yeah. But I feel like what you're reminding us is is that the biblical example is actually pointing us to a different reality of God at work in our life than maybe we have the eyes to see. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I think I mean that's that's the whole eyes of faith thing, right? I mean that we um, 
I think you name a really hard truth is that so much of our lives is a day in and day out sort of reality and it can be really hard. I mean, <laughs> life's hard. <laughs> and sometimes it feels like it's really a lot harder than it should be, you know? And and then you think about it and it's like, well, we're all pretty much in a place of privilege, so how hard is it for other people? Um, so that can be a really huge struggle, but how much harder is that without those eyes of faith and without that hope and without that trust that God is up to something new mm-hmm. you know I yes. this the Exodus text is funny it's I've been reading Isaiah lately and the Exodus text is referred to in Isaiah 43 and it talks about you know how this has been such a historic thing for the people and such a uh point of reference for them of God's work in their life, but it's in the past. And Isaiah is talking about how um, it's this word from God and it, it's, don't consider those things of old, I'm about to do a new thing. Mm-hmm. And it's to remember that God's going to do something and to hold on to that hope that God's going to do something and know and trust that he will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, um, when you say that, I think god is with us this is not a religion of the of history this is about how god has entered into your own personal life yeah right and and is with you yeah and not only your individual life but the life of Mm -hmm. the community i Mm -hmm. mean thinking of easter as Mm -hmm. a whole community the people of god god's doing something here yeah among the people as a community as well. Mm-hmm. And um, he does it through us. He works. Yeah. That's how he chooses to work is through the people of Easter. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. God's primary way of working in the world is through the people of God. Mm-hmm. And I can point to that time and time again in my life. You know, yeah. Hans and I, there have been plenty of times in our life where we thought we were sinking, yeah. you know, especially like in a financial sense. You mm-hmm. just feel like, oh my gosh, we don't have enough to make it to the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And someone, paid attention to a prompt from the Holy Spirit and decided to help us out and it saved us in that yeah. moment, you yep. know? And so, I mean, God works through people all the time. Mm-hmm. And as the people of God, we need to be listening to that so that we can be those people to others. Yes, So right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's vocation. We, yeah. we talk about God works through you in the various callings of your life. It might just be as a parent or a son or daughter it might but it might be in your work it might be you know actually volunteering at vacation bible school or something but um yeah yeah and we can listen to the callings but also we can know this is another promise that god does work through you even when you don't know everywhere you go the the light of christ goes with you that was a promise made to you in your baptism and god is working through you so go and be bold yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it can make a huge difference. So. And that's a reason to worship. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, worship is so near and dear to my heart. I mean, I've spent most of my life, you know, being a worship leader and uh, singing and doing all the praise songs and everything. And so that's really near and dear to my heart. But we have to know why we're singing. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to, it can't just be wrote. <laughs> it can't just be going through the motions. I mean, there's days when it is, of course. Um but to realize that we have the greatest reason to be praising mm-hmm. and a God that is so worthy of that praise. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. 
Yeah. Do we have any tambourines? <laughs> in our we're going to pull them out surprisingly. We'll have to ask Kent. Kent, where are the tambourines? <laughs> oh, he'd probably groan at me. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Cowbell. Where's the cowbell? And that too. We need more of that. Yes. <laughs> You know, as I'm looking at these few verses too, I always remember that in the Old Testament, names always mean something. And I don't really know what Miriam means. Um, I was trying to look it up quick on my phone here. And one of them, one of the suggested interpretations of it was a drop of water. And I thought, how interesting is that Mm. in the midst of a flood, basically? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And what does it mean that she is part of that in some fashion oh that is interesting and to think that that we're all kind of a part of this in some way of this praise but one thing that strikes me too is that in our in our worship in our tradition the lutheran tradition we kind of talk about two things that we really hang our hat on in worship right Mm -hmm. is that when we gather for worship it's with god's word and it's around the sacraments yes talk about word and sacraments Mm -hmm. right and that becomes such a strong anchor for us um, to remind us that man when we when we don't feel like we really want to get the tambourines out like those those anchor us right right i mean mm-hmm. right and it, yeah and there's times too i think that where people will do the singing for us when we can't hmm. you know i mean miriam and the women they went out singing and dancing but you know not everyone maybe did mm-hmm. so just realizing that there's going to be days when we don't feel it when we don't even have the ability or capability to offer praise that day, but there will be other people that can lift their songs for us. And like you said, we can trust and hold on and still be faithful in our worship through these sacraments and through listening to the Word. Mm-hmm. So I love, too, that um, the drop of water piece. And also you had mentioned baptism earlier, Eric, yeah. you know, just having um, this the Red Sea text is one of those mm-hmm. ones that's read during baptisms in the whole long form of our baptism mm-hmm. services. And it's a reminder that God, you know, doing that work through water that cleanses mm-hmm. and, and washes us. It's, it's just a beautiful image, I think. I know when I'm praying that prayer, and it's basically just reminding God in order to remind us, you know, over and over of the ways that he has saved his people through water. And it just feels like there's so many of them. You're going on and on. And here's another example. And here's another example. (laughs) But that's the point. Yeah. You know, this is what God does. God saves us. Yeah. What an incredible promise that is. Mm -hmm. And to hold all of that, right, as we gather for worship, which we're looking forward to seeing you in worship and worshiping alongside all of you very soon. Um, So thanks for joining the Carry On cast. This has been the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone. Oh